It is Friday, November 22nd here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 12 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the Lineup Builder tool on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at fanshare.sports.com. Also on Draft Sharks, you can read all of Kevin's top picks for playing on FanDuel this weekend. I will add some showdown notes over the weekend for the Sunday night and Monday night games. And come Saturday morning, you can t- you can see the lineups that Jared and I are playing against each other in the next round of the Shark Duel. Week 11 delivered my eighth win of the season, Jared. One more, and I'm locking down the season title on this thing. Yeah, FanDuel's, FanDuel's your site. I'll give that to you. Um, I, I made a, a pretty stupid mistake, I think, this past week, playing Marquise Brown over Calvin Ridley. Um, I mean, the the projection said Ridley. Um, my head said Ridley. I just I just sort of had more of a gut feel on Marquise Brown, played him. The other thing, too, is I, I didn't want to play two Falcons when I had the Panthers defense in there, which is kind of stupid, especially in a cash game. Um, so that that's that's what cost me here. Yeah, I mean, I considered using Brian Hill at 5,900 instead of Devin Singletary at 6,500 in the flex, especially with John Brown at wide receiver. I thought about that. Do I really want to have two bills in the lineup? But I ended up just leaving it at that. I'm glad I stuck with it because Singletary outscored Brian Hill by 4.1 points. I won our matchup by 3.3. So I'm not saying that that was the key to victory, but if I had made that change... And, you know, everything else had been the same. You would have edged me. Yep. And I think Dak basically matching Lamar Jackson was big for you, too, because you saved a few hundred bucks there. That was key. We'll both be back at it for week 12. We'll show you who we're playing against each other in the free post for this podcast on DraftSharks.com. For now, though, I'm going to kick things off with a cash quarterback. And it's really kind of hard to get away from Matt Ryan here at 7900 bucks. He's number one in our FanDuel dollars per point projections by a healthy margin. And even at a $300 increase, Matt Ryan's still only $400 ahead of Baker Mayfield. He's only $600 ahead of Jeff Driscoll. He's got Tampa Bay, which is the league's most imbalanced defense in favor of the opponent pass offense. Atlanta is still without its top two running backs. You mentioned Brian Hill. He's still the starter there. You know, maybe he'll... Maybe he'll help. He's not a terrible player, but it leaves them without the two guys that they were playing ahead of him coming into the season. So all more reasons for Atlanta to lean toward the pass. And if you want to stack, there's Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley available in a fairly concentrated pass offense. So it's Matt Ryan fairly easily here, I think. Yep. I think no more analysis needed. I think Ryan is probably the easiest quarterback cash game play we've had on FanDuel all year. Yeah. So who do you have on the tournament side? I like Baker Mayfield uh, down at 7500 bucks, 400 less than Matt Ryan. Fanshare has Baker and Ryan projected at 13% ownership, and they're the projections experts, but I would be shocked if these guys come in with the same ownership when they're that close in price. I, I would think Ryan is going to be about twice as owned as Baker Mayfield. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm going to play Baker anyways. I think there's a lot of upside here. He, he's played pre three pretty strong games now. 
the past three weeks in tough matchups against the Broncos, Bills, and Steelers. Now we get to home game against the Dolphins. You know, they're 28th in Fando points allowed to quarterbacks. Just place both their starting safeties on IR. Browns have the second highest implied total of the week. I, I think this could be Baker's biggest game of the season. Let's say we get to Sunday morning and it is like it's still saying 16%, I guess, for both of these quarterbacks. Is that changing your plan at all? I just think fan share is wrong if they keep that projection, honestly. Like, I, I mean, do you, do you think the same amount of people are going to play Baker as Matt Ryan for 400 less? I Honestly, I, th- I, I believe it because everybody has been waiting for Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham to get going, and they're playing the Dolphins at home this week coming off a double-digit win. I think there's going to be a lot of Browns love this week. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, 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 mean, I just think Matt Ryan has been much better all year and is just is in just as good a spot. Oh yeah, I mean, I think he should be played ahead yeah. of him. I, I don't. I, I'm not going to pretend to know the yeah. ownership trends well enough to say for sure. But I mean, we've got both guys in our top eight in the quarterback rankings. So if you just consider the facts for this week alone, I, I don't think it's crazy to expect them to be in the same range if you kind of try to ignore the past. Yeah, and if their ownerships are going to be the same, I would definitely rather play Matt Ryan. Jeff Driscoll is actually the only other guy currently projected at quarterback for double-digit ownership. He's the one of the three that I'm definitely ruling out at double-digit ownership, I think. What about you? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he's, he's 7,300. Again, the prices are just so condensed on um, FanDuel that I think you know, in cash, it makes sense to pay up for Matt Ryan, and that's why I think Ryan will be pretty easily the highest-owned quarterback in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, on the tournament side, I, I say take your pick, really. There's lots of options here. I will consider Matt Ryan still, despite the high ownership, because I, I, I think it's tough to say that anybody beats him in ceiling this week. We And you get him plus either Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley, or you could even do all three of those guys in the same lineup. I don't think that you should rule them out of consideration, regardless of what the Sunday morning ownership projections say. I would also consider Nick Foles and DJ Chark, Derek Carr plus Tyrell Williams, or Darren Waller. Sam Darnold plus Jamison Crowder and or Ryan Griffin. I'm probably leaning toward the Carr or Darnold stacks there at quarterback. But again, I can't rule out the Falcons. And I don't think that this is a week to just pick one and roll with it. I would probably put multiple sets in there. Yep, I agree. I like both sides of that Jets Raiders game. On to running back for cash. Who are you playing? Uh, Alvin Kamara for me, playing him over Christian McCaffrey, taking that $2,200 discount. You know, our, our projections actually have Kamara ahead of Christian McCaffrey in just raw projected points this week. So the savings makes a, a no-brainer. Obviously, they're they're on the you know opposite sides of the same game. Much, much better matchup for Alvin Kamara. Panthers are dead last in football outsiders run defense rankings. They've allowed over five yards per carry to running backs over their last four games now. Saints, again, big home favorites with the high implied total, 28 and a half points. I think Alvin Kamara is a strong touchdown bet in this game. Yeah, can't argue with him. I have Philip Lindsay down just like I did on the DraftKings show, 6300 bucks. Even if you forget the projection for him this week, Philip Lindsay for the season sits 12th in FanDuel points per game among main slate running backs. He's tied for 16th in price at the position this week. So just by that, he's a value. He's 6th in our FanDuel dollars per point projections for the week. And among the guys ahead of him, He's got a better matchup than Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Devin Singletary, just among those three among the five ahead of him. What he loses against those players and why he's probably not higher is receiving outlook because he has not gotten much in the passing game lately. 
you know, we'll see if that's just how it's going to be with the change of quarterback. But Buffalo is not only 27th against the run, according to Football Outsiders, they're also 22nd in running back coverage. They have limited linebackers. I think that this would be a good week for Denver to scheme in receptions by the running backs, not just wait for Brandon Allen to check something down because he's more of a runner than Joe Flacco, where Joe Flacco would, you know, check down and find a running back. Brandon Allen might take off. So I think this is a good spot to try to get the running back receiving back into the game. Buffalo is stronger in coverage against every other position. And Philip Lindsay is just an upside athlete. He's coming off a season high and playing time and a strong carry share against the Vikings last week. Yeah, I buy the increased role for Lindsay, and I, I do think he'll see a bit more passing volume at least going forward. Maybe maybe a lot more. We'll see. Um, my concern with him on FanDuel is just I I don't like his touchdown chances in this spot. You know, the Broncos have one of the lowest implied totals of the week, and I do think touchdowns mean more on FanDuel. Tournament side, what you got? I'm going to the other guy in that Saints backfield, Latavius Murray, who's cheap, 5400 bucks, projected for just 4% ownership. I think this is a game where you could see the Saints running backs combine for 30-plus carries. And if that's the case, I think you're going to get you know 12 to 15 carries out of Latavius Murray. He has 15 carries and five targets combined over the last two games. So he, he's you know stayed involved. Um, so I just think at that price and with the low ownership, you know, maybe it's Murray who gets the two running back touchdowns and not Kamara. And if that's the case, you're, you're good to go. I was just going to say, it's going to be fun Sunday when we get Alvin Kamara at 20 touches, 122 yards, no touchdowns, Latavius Murray, 12 touches, you know, 35 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's why you sprinkle some Murray into tournaments, just so you know you you, you don't want to kill yourself when that happens. I agree. I want to throw out Derrick Henry, and it's not it's not that he's a sneaky pick at eighty four hundred bucks though. His ownership projection is down from where it probably would be. His salary is up fourteen hundred dollars versus the last time he was out. They had a week eleven buy, so it was two weeks ago. He's up to eighty four hundred, as I mentioned. He's just sixth in projected ownership. The, the matchup's great. You don't have to make the case there. Jacksonville's 30th in run D efficiency. They've been giving up big stuff on the ground. They just did to Indianapolis last week. But where he, I think you can differentiate here by playing popular players is I wonder how many people are going to squeeze Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara into the same lineup. They're both over 8000 bucks. But if you combine their salaries, it's the equivalent to starting Christian McCaffrey at 10500 plus a $6,200 back. And the $6,200 level is guys like James White, Jordan Howard, Ronald Jones. It's $100 below Sony Michelle, Philip Lindsay. So if you put it that way, I think it makes it more favorable and feasible to fit two guys together like that. You can also game stack him with the Jacksonville offense if you like Nick Foles and his receivers the way that I do this week. <laughs> yeah, and you have Nick Chubb too, 8200 bucks. who's going to be popular. I mean, I love all three of those guys. I think that's where you can sort of let ownership decide who you play in tournaments. Yeah, I feel better about Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara than I do Nick Chubb just because of – it's not that Kareem Hunt scares me, but – if Nick Chubb is only really doing the rushing this week, I, I'm worried about where the touchdowns come from with them, see, more so than I am with the other guys. Yeah, see, I, I just think Kareem Hunt has basically turned Nick Chubb into Derrick Henry, where, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you, know, you're, you might not get more than one or two targets, but I still think he's a good bet for 20-plus mm-hmm. carries in this matchup against Miami. Yeah, that makes sense. Wide receiver cash, where are you going? 
Uh, Odell Beckham sticking sticking with those Browns against Miami. We just saw John Brown have a big game against this Dolphins secondary, 30.2 FanDuel points for John Brown. I think Odell Beckham should do the same thing in this matchup. He's gotten the usage in the four games since Cleveland's bye week. Beckham ranks ninth among all wide receivers and targets. He's seventh in air yards. He's seen 22 targets just over the past two weeks now. So it seems like the Browns are trying to get him going. And I think this is obviously the spot where you, you could have the OBJ blow up game. Yeah. Pretty easy cash pick. I also like DJ Moore at 6,400 bucks. He's third in FanDuel dollars per point in our projections um, behind Odell Beckham. Michael Thomas is the only guy in between them. So obviously DJ Moore is the cheapest of the three. I would say that he's not as safe as Beckham. Again, that's with air quotes around safe, of course, mm-hmm. uh, because the Panthers are facing a much tougher defense in New Orleans than Beckham and the Browns are in the Dolphins. But, you know, there is $600 savings. That's not as important on FanDuel as DraftKings, but it always helps to have a little bit of roster flexibility there. Yep, for sure. On the tournament side, I got to play some Tyrell Williams at 6400 bucks. The target volume has stunk lately, and that's why he didn't come up earlier. But, as I mentioned, four, five, and four targets over the past three games. But he has played at least 73% of the snaps in every game this season. Last week was the first time he was under 80% playing time in any game. Tyrell Williams has averaged 18.9 yards per catch since returning from his foot injury, so he's been fine from a production standpoint when he is getting the ball. Derek Carr has doubled his pass attempts inside the 10-yard line over his past five games versus the first five, so better chance that we get scores through the air in that range, and especially in this matchup that favors throwing the ball over running against the number two run defense, according to Football Outsiders. The Jets have allowed three plus wide receiver touchdowns to three straight opponents before they played Washington last week, which can barely throw the ball forward. Oh yeah, I'm with the anti-rail. I think he, he gets back in the end zone this week. Yes. Tight end, who are you playing for cash? Uh, let me give you my tournament uh, wide receiver first. Oh, I thought you were saying he was yours too. Nope. I mean, I will have plenty of Tyrell, but I have um, Allen Robinson here. He's been quiet lately. He, he's probably honestly a little overpriced at 7500 bucks, but that's going to keep his ownership down. Fanshare hasn't projected for just 6% ownership. Robinson's still getting awesome usage. He's 12th among all wide receivers and targets. He's 10th in target share. He's 18th in air yards. And I, I love this matchup against the Giants secondary. So the, the Giants top three cornerbacks, Janoris Jenkins, DeAndre Baker, Corey Ballantyne. Jenkins ranks 56th in PFF grades among 143 qualifying corners. But DeAndre Baker and Corey Ballantyne rank 141st and 142nd among 143. And Janoris Jenkins hasn't been shadowing. Allen Robinson lines up all over the formation. So he's going to see a lot of Baker and Ballantyne. So I think this is a good bounce back spot for A-Rap. And Janoris Jenkins is also flammable anyway. He's inconsistent. Yes, for sure. All right, over to tight end at cash. I'll, I'll take Zach Ertz over Darren Waller. He's 100 bucks cheaper. He's seen 23% of Eagles targets over the past five games. 11 targets, nine catches in two straight games. And this week's matchup with Seattle is favorable for tight end coverage. So if I can afford it, I'll play Zach Ertz up in the 6K range. If I need savings, Dallas Goddard's in play at 5,200, Vance McDonald 5,300 too. Yeah, I think Ertz is the pretty clear play here. I mean, I prefer him straight up over Darren Waller. So, you know, getting the $100 savings is just a bonus. And then th- those cheaper guys, as usual, on FanDuel, the difference between Ertz and the cheap guys just isn't big enough to make it worth it going down. Yeah, I agree. On the tourney side, FanDuel is just baiting me with TJ Hawkinson at 4900 bucks, <laughs> Don't do it. I, I, I'm going to. I probably won't do it in the Shark Duel, but I'm going to somewhere because, as I've said before, he's not going to score a touchdown without being in a lineup for me. 
Washington's 30th in tight end coverage, the fourth most favorable tight end scoring matchup on the slate this week. Hawkinson saw only two targets last week, but he also saw his most playing time since week two. I didn't tout him on the Thursday podcast. I'm not playing him in cash, but this is where to do it, I think. All right, I'll allow it. That is a super cheap price tag, so it makes some sense. I like Jared Cook for tournaments, and you know, at six thousand bucks, he's a hundred dollars less than Zach Ertz. So Cook makes no sense in cash games, but in tournaments, he's projected for two point four percent ownership. And you know, if if he scores a touchdown and Ertz doesn't, there's a pretty good chance that Jared Cook outscores Zach Ertz. So you know, it's definitely possible. And for the you know one tenth of the ownership that Zach Ertz is going to be, I think Jared Cook in tournaments makes sense. Yeah, I agree. At flex, De- Devin Singletary at 6,300 is okay. Um, Le'Veon Bell, 7,300. Saquon Barkley at 7,900 is interesting against an iffy Bears run defense. Barkley is coming off a bye, so he should be rested up, should be a little healthier. You know, it, it might be tricky to, to have the salary available for that. That's probably not somebody that I would play along with a Falcon stack that's going to be expensive. But if I'm doing a less expensive stack, I think he's a good guy to try to fit. And then Jamison Crowder at 6,500 really stands out versus the running backs in that price range, I believe. Yeah, I like those guys. Um, I think Leonard Fournette at 7,000 makes sense. You know, I I think he's the Jags are going to go back to him on the ground, and he's still playing a big role in the passing game. On the cheaper side, I think Miles Sanders, if Jordan Howard is out at 5,600 bucks, is a solid option. And then I think you mentioned Devontae Parker at 6,000 bucks. Parker has 10 targets in two straight games now, and he's he's averaging 8.8 targets per game over his last five. Are you playing Devontae Parker in a cash lineup, or is he solely a tournament for you? Hopefully tournament only, but again, it's tough at running back this week. So if there's ever a week that I'm going to play wide receiver at, at, at the flex spot in cash, it, it'd be this week. Yeah, I agree. I would just say in general... Don't be scared to go with the wide receiver in that spot. If you're looking at him and you're comparing him with like Ronald Jones and you're like, well, I want a running back here, so yeah. I'm going to go Ronald Jones. I, I don't think Ronald Jones is safer than Devontae Parker in the same salary range. Yeah, I agree. On defense, Washington at $3,000 is the cheapest. And it's also interesting. Normally, there is a cheap defense that's projected for high ownership just because of how cheap it is. Washington this week, though, is projected for 1.4% ownership, despite being the cheap one, because the Jets went to Washington last week and scored 34 points. This week, everybody is assuming that Jeff Driscoll is the play because he's facing that defense. And, you know, I'm not saying that Washington is going to score against Detroit, but at 3000 bucks and facing Jeff Driscoll, there is at least upside to this play. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Washington is definitely in play. I mean, I question the motivation for the guys in that team at this point of the season and, you know, how, how hard they're really trying. But um, yeah, they're at home for Jeff Driscoll. I think there's upside at the price tag. I, I would like to get up to the Broncos if I can at 3800 bucks. You know, it's still a game against Josh Allen, who played well against the Dolphins last week, but that, that was the Dolphins. Allen still has 16 turnovers through his 10 games this season. Broncos are a much better defense than Miami, obviously. Uh, Denver's top 10 in points allowed yards allowed, yards per play allowed. And this game just sets up as a low-scoring, ugly game. So I think the Broncos have a pretty high floor at their price tag. Yeah, I think they're solid at 3,800. Pittsburgh's the only one that's close to Washington in our FanDuel dollars per point. They're, of course, 5000 bucks. They and the Falcons are the only two that are projected for double-digit ownership right now. The Falcons at 4,300 are projected at about 20% ownership on FanDuel. So that's going to have me away from them. If I do have money left over or if it's a tournament lineup where I'm looking for ultimate ceiling, then Saints at 4900 
uh, is an attractive play. Yeah, I would like to get the Steelers in a tournament lineup, um, even at that price tag and the ownership. I mean, they're projected at 11% ownership. So that, to me, that's not too high for a defense. And I you know, I think just has as much upside as really any D we've seen in any spot this season. The, the Steelers had scored 11 plus FanDuel points in seven straight games prior to last week. Um, that stretch included a 19-point game against Cincinnati. And I, I think the Bengals' offense is worse now with Ryan Finley than it was at that point with Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I'm, I'm fading the Falcons at their ownership projection. I'm not fading Pittsburgh at its ownership projection. Yep, agreed. That's going to do it for this Week 12 edition of our FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now to read all of Kevin's top picks for playing on FanDuel this weekend. Check out our full Week 12 rankings, complete with FanDuel dollars per point projections, and mess around with the lineup builder tool to try to win yourself some DFS money this weekend. Check back Saturday morning. You can see who Jared and I are playing against each other in the next round of the Shark Duel. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShaufDS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us. 